0: Bush Richie here with your daily uh, daily takeaway. Take that's what it's called. I've always had trouble with the name of this podcast, <laughs> it, which is weird because it's about food, and that's what I'm just about to talk about. As you'll hear in the show at the very end, we uh, share the fact that we've been out for a meal with our lovely show sponsors, Tesco Mobile. Indeed. Lovely people, uh, a great team, and we went out for a big, quite a big kind of steaky meal mm. before we got here to do the show, and we flagged towards the end of the show, as you're about to hear. I you know, don't want to like, <laughs> rue you out from listening to it. But the interesting thing about what happened at lunchtime was that it was all brought over on sharing plates. Yeah. And as soon as that happened, I started to look over at my friend here, Richie First, and thought, how's Richie going to deal with this? Because I was under the impression we just have our own steak and stuff. Yeah. But it was all on big platters and
1: everyone could dig in. And there's me thinking, <coughs> Richie's going to flip out. You know me very well. You know me very, <laughs> very well indeed. And uh, yesterday when our producer said to us, don't forget, guys, one fifteen. this is where you need to meet, drilling us as if we're toddlers who don't know where we're going. Um, he's right, though. He's, he's right, though. Um, uh, immediately, I'm like, all right, well, I'll have a look at the menu and work out what I'm going to have. So I'd had a look at the menu, I'd worked out what I was going to have. You knew have. what you are going to personally have. In fact, you may remember, I even discussed through all the different options of um, steak sauce. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I could go with I've got it all mapped out. <laughs> and then we sit down at the table and it's a sharing menu! And I had to go and have a word with myself. Like, OK, this is not as you are imagining it to be, but you're going to be fine, Rich. This is going to be absolutely fine. Behave, there are clients watching. Tesco Mobile are judging you. Do not... Bulk sharing. Well, listen,
0: thank you so much for that. I believe that's definitely sealed the deal for them re-signing with us after that little <laughs> no, uh, outburst.
1: No, no. Dude, we had a lovely time. We had a lovely, we had a time. lovely time. We shared nicely. And he
0: did. He did share nicely. I did,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. He's fine. He's absolutely fine. Here's the show. The Daily
2: Takeaway. Rush
0: Daily Takeaway. Hope you're all doing OK. You had a busy day? I feel like I've had a busy day today. It's been busy today. Busy day. Uh, for me, this morning was school run and then off to take our youngest daughter, Stella, to baby gymnastics. Mm-hmm. Basically just uh, crawling all over a church hall. Uh, and I bumped into a friend from Leon C, the lovely Sarah Neese, nice, who's a beauty therapist. My other half, Katie goes to her for eyebrows and all that kind of stuff. Threading. Stuff that looks kind of painful, but is good in the long run. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and she, I, I think when, when I, I bumped into her at the, the traffic lights, I was on a way to baby gymnastics. And I think she didn't know uh, that I, I knew her. So mm-hmm. she said, uh, hi, it's it's Sarah. I'm the eyebrow lady. Okay, <laughs> so if you get your eyebrows done in Leon C, see Sarah Nice, But... I just thought it was fascinating that, you know, in terms of her describing herself, she says, I'm the eyebrow lady. Yeah. And I thought it was an interesting little, uh, you know, trick or, or exercise to go through in your mind. If you were to add uh, lady or man or guy or girl after something that you think you're specialised in, you're known for, what would that be? You know what I mean? Because, I mean, I put it on Twitter early on. G- Gary Grimes has tweeted me back saying he'd be known as the frustrated Everton supporting man. And I think I'm not that far off what Gary's going with.
1: Well, collectively, if you and I turned up in a little work van, we'd be Bush and Ritchie the radio men.
0: Radio- that's just the radio <laughs> men. I'd have you down as the train guy. <laughs> Richie Firth, the train if guy. I
1: don't drive trains. I know, but
0: you're always talking about <laughs>
1: He's the train guy. Oh.
0: So put per- guy or girl, man or woman, whatever, after something that you think that you specialise in, 8, 12, 15. Well, what about board game bloke. I'll, I'll be happy with that. Sounds like a new business. <laughs> a little uh, exercise for everyone listening right now. Define your speciality by putting lady or man after what
1: you're known for doing. Uh, uh, Linz. What are you? Lynn's is known as the Hedgehog Lady. Imagine being that. It's cute. What? Why? What? What's the background to that? Says the little boy across the road knows her as the Hedgehog Lady because she volunteers at Hedgehog Rescue. What about that? <laughs> Isn't that great?
0: Sounds like a paramilitary organisation. <laughs> It's almost undertones of Log Lady from Twin Peaks. Uh, Steve, uh, who's clearly an Evertonian, uh, bedraggled Evertonian like myself, says he is the people's club man or the people's chef. OK, fair enough. And Lisa says, uh, kids at school call me the fixer lady. Sounds sinister. What do you want fixing, kiddo? <laughs> Uh, But I'm actually the school caretaker, Brilliant. kind of makes sense. So, yeah, do that. Put that after what you're known for and see what it makes you sound like.
1: Tuesday afternoon, Bush and Ritchie with your home-time show here on Absolute Radio. Did you say Tuesday? I did. Uh, And I'm glad you spotted it because I've got this new thing going where I make one mistake a show, a little game... (laughs) See if anyone spots
0: it. And uh, you've won.
1: Because I'm normally
0: I'm normally get-the-day-wrong guy. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? So uh, <laughs> yeah. stay off my turf.
1: I thought I'd see how it felt, <laughs> and I don't like it. So uh, it's
0: all back to you. Well, it sets us up nicely, because we are talking about what you think people call you. What, divine your speciality by putting guy, lady, man, whatever, after what you're known for doing. Uh, this person here says, my name is Claire, I'm a beauty therapist as well, and I'm known as the wax lady. Holly's the Pokemon lady. She makes uh, Pokemon-style jewellery and artwork. That's, I'd love to be known as... Something like that. that's yeah. amazing. Uh, Heidi Grace, who's known as the Spreadsheet Lady, not quite so exciting. We've got Julia on the line, though. Julia, what do people call you? The poo doctor. You are called the poo doctor. Who calls you the poo doctor?
2: My young nephews, um, probably around eight and ten at the time, but it's persisted.
1: Now, Sorry. now, now, why?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we were having Christmas together one year. And I was on call for my job in infectious disease. Okay. And I got a call about an outbreak of gastrointestinal disease right. uh, whilst I was peeling the sprouts. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> obviously, they were very um, interested in this because they didn't really understand what I did before then.
0: Wow. And uh, were they, did they have any appetite for the Christmas food and anything like that after you've well, explained it?
2: It would never affect their appetite.
1: <laughs> now, now, Julia, under the um, under the matrix that we're working with today, it's it's taking the profession and putting man or lady on the end of it. So, strictly speaking, you'd be the poo lady. I would, yeah. Would you rather that than the poo doctor? Neither. <laughs> OK. Well, either way, we're going to go down to
0: company's house now and we'll get you sorted out with one of them officially, OK? <laughs>
2: Thank you very much.
0: Talking about what people call you, what are you known as? Ollie says they're still wearing shorts, guy. Hard as nails, must be a postie. And hi to Dave Walker, and I, I admire this, the Friday chippy tea man. Good on you.
1: Oh, what a good thing to be yeah. known by.
0: Uh, loving, loving the texts that are coming in. This one says, my name is Lynn. I'm from Knoll West in Bristol. I know it very well. Uh, back in the day, in my early radio career, we did a uh, like a radio event from a shopping centre up there, and uh, an old lady came up to see us who was pushing a pram, right. and it had. when we thought it was a baby, we went to have a look at it, and it was actually a coconut in a pair of tights and a woolly hat. <laughs> Uh, that's Noel West for you. Yeah. Anyway, she says, uh, uh, "I was the Wild West woman, as I was always partying back in the day." <laughs> kind of all making sense now.
1: Yeah, with the background you've given us, it sounds like it's quite
0: a party. It's quite a party, in Noel West. And then John says, "I'm the balloon man. I repair hot air
1: balloons." <laughs> You'd want to be good at that. Oh yes. Uh, Scott is the asbestos man in Staffordshire. Very little uh, ambiguity about that. Is particular. that still a thing, asbestos? I think so. Is yeah. it still lurking in? In some places, that's why you need people like Scott. I thought
0: we'd eradicated
1: it. No, 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 still around. Oh. Beware. Uh, Mike, who would you be? Uh,
2: so I'd be the uh, hot tub guy, and uh, my mate Neil is with me. He'd be the sauna guy.
0: Oh. hot tub guy and sauna guy. <laughs> they sound like two people who turn up at an American kind of house party.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty
1: much, yeah. So are you working for the same company, but specialising in uh, wet and dry? Exactly that, mate, yeah. Really, what, do, all, do, you,
0: do you ever get jealous of uh, of the dry guy? Or does the dry guy get, get, get jealous of you being the wet guy?
2: I never get jealous of the wet
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that there.
1: <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. We into some big news at home last night after the show. No more coffee beans allowed in the house. Oh, my word. That's major. <laughs> I, let me give you some context. right? I love my coffee. Uh, one of the things that I would rescue very quickly... If if I was allowed to, uh, would be uh, the coffee machine okay. from the house if there was some kind of emergency going on. You're always on grinder, aren't you? <laughs> I, I grind away. You You're do grind quite away. Right. Yep. It's a very precious piece of property to me. Um, Natalie's gone and had uh, an intolerance test done and the results have come back. She's intolerant to coffee beans. Real, what a bizarrely specific thing to be intolerant to. Yeah, quite a few other little things that, that came on there, but for me, selfishly, because, of course, it's all about me... Uh-huh. Coffee beans is is the big thing. You can't you can't any longer have a, 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 a like a machine in the house that's bean to cup if there's only one person in the house who's yeah. having the coffee beans. So I was told last night we are now moving to a decaffeinated ground coffee oh, house. Deary me. Now that's I, a middle class nightmare. If I'd known that eight years ago, you know, you could foresee ahead. What were you, you trying to say? <laughs> He's sending a message. (laughs) It's it's strange, isn't it? Like, things change (laughs) over time. You know, once upon a time, you might have been allowed to dry your football gear over the radiators. Yeah. Then time's passed, and you can't... It's just not allowed for you to dry your football gear over the radiators anymore. Once upon a time, you can have coffee beans and coffee in the house. Yeah. The next minute is ground decaf. It's just how life goes, isn't it? It is how life goes. Tell tell me you've you've had similar experiences.
0: Well, I mean, I, I remember when I first got together with Katie. Obviously, I, I've got quite a penchant for very poor quality food. Do you know what I mean? I just like stuff like pasties yep. and everything like that. Uh, and I'm always going on about one of my favourite meals, my mum makes is corned beef hash, which yep. is tin corned beef with mashed potato on the top in the oven. And, you know, and Katie is a vegetarian, but I, I didn't make it too often. <laughs> there's but the problem. There's the problem. <laughs> now, now we're at the stage where if I if I was to bring tinned corned beef into the house, yeah, I think I'd be thrown out. <laughs> <laughs> and the price of tin corn beef, it's it's not cheap because of the key mechanism. <laughs> I'm not made the money. So I, I feel like the rules of the relationship have slightly changed, but
1: I wasn't aware that the, the sands had shifted. This is a little it, bit. you don't you don't see the change I happening. The didn't. Didn't. change happens quietly and then you suddenly look back and you realise, Oh what, no no, no more. No more tin beef anymore. No more coffee beans.
0: It's like um, it's almost like you need to get a phone call from like a
1: relationship PPI. You can get money back. (laughs) I'm due. I'm due some form of compensation. If there is something in your house that was once upon a time allowed and suddenly it's not anymore, not that, then tell us what it is.
0: Uh, Ross in East London has just texted the show. He says, "Richie, fear not. Uh, Embrace decaf. They taste great now."
1: Decaf coffee beans. How's that? How How do they do that? that? Surely a that? coffee bean is... You can't just... You can't just take... How do you do that? It's That's like a like syringe. Get it, it
0: a The weird thing is, though, right? I, I know... Weirdly, I've got quite a few friends now who have decided to, to go
1: on alcohol-free beer, and
0: alcohol-free beer's got a load better.
1: Yeah. So maybe, like, the whole decaf world's got caught up. Do you know now, what I mean? I'll hold my hands up and say, so judge me if you want, New Year's Eve... I had alcohol-free Guinness. That was my New Year's Eve. And did it taste good? It was great. Well, there you go. It felt like I was drinking Guinness. Well, they guess so Maybe it's the same with decaf. Okay, fair enough. The context of this is, if you just joined the party tonight, um, I love my coffee, uh, but just found out my wife is intolerant to coffee beans, so they are moving out of the house. Uh, what is there in your household that once upon a time, it was allowed... <laughs> it's not any longer. Uh, Rob Zinjoval says, no longer allowed Marmite, Twiglets or any other yeast-based products within 50 feet of the house because my Whoa. wife can't stand the smell anymore. A blanket yeast ban,
0: nonetheless. Uh, this one from Aidan Cleethorpe says, I had a signed Gary Lineker shirt and a photo of me in a lotus on Silverstone in the utility room. Wow. He puts in Bracket Swanky. We've had a small decoration and they've not gone back up, not allowed in the house anymore. Neither of them. Not even him in a
1: lotus. But that's an amazing photo. <laughs> (laughs) What is no longer allowed in your house? Darren, what is it?
2: (laughs) Well, uh, red
1: wine, mate. Red wine in the lounge many, many moons ago, but then I had a present of my wife's mother of some port, which ended up spilling on the carpet. So from that moment on, no more red wine, no more port in the lounge.
0: So where do you drink then if you're not allowed to have your your red wine or your port, um, Henry VIII there in the lounge? Well, I
2: used, I, I used to go for a quick sweep where, where it's all kept in the in the little in the little uh, cupboard. But then, uh, but yeah, I, you know people take drinks in into lounges. But it's just that every time I ever do it,
1: I always spill it. Darren, just just to 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 clarify one point there, just so I'm understanding, is is the trade off now that you're having to drink red wine and port in a cupboard? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not no, not not really. I just don't get to drink it that often. Not really. He's not a no, is it? He? <laughs> no, he's not ruling it out. That's for sure. <laughs> probably going to probably going to change it and swap to white
0: wipe. Well, just set some tarpaulin up. Get yourself out there and knock yourself out. <laughs> You'll be fine. That's a good idea. I never
1: thought of that. Did you just did you just involuntarily punch the microphone? I've hit the microphone twice during the
0: show, um, and it's got like spikes on it for the string that holds the microphone up. And I've cut my hand as well. Well, you you cut yourself
1: first time. You got away with a. Nothing this time?
0: Yeah, I was You're fine right. this time, but um, I might have to have a bandaged hand. It look, it look like the um, start of Apocalypse Now. <laughs> smash a mirror up was topless. <laughs> or
1: Colin from the British Empire. Exactly. Little re- <laughs> another one for the kids. Reverence <laughs> for the children. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, um, uh, what is no longer allowed in yours? Keith says uh, one thing that's
0: not allowed in our house anymore is my opinion. <laughs> We've had quite a few of them.
1: Do you know what? They've, they've, they've done well, but they've started to come through. With Think of fast now, yeah. So, There's uh, quite a few. We'll call time on this after we've chatted to Jason, something a bit different. Uh, what's no longer allowed then, Jason?
0: I was just sharing about my mother, who has uh, spent 48 years
2: on this planet and then decided she hates the motorway, all of a sudden, almost overnight. And my, my poor father has been... I, I've since moved away, but my poor father has... Uh, been rather lefty, he lives seven hours away from the rest of his family, and so now she gets the train down, and the poor chap has to drive down the motorway by himself.
0: <laughs> wow, so it, to go to a family do, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, your mum goes on the train, your dad drives separately to her, and then they meet up at the other end. Exactly, he picks her up from the train station.
1: Well, that doesn't say a lot for the trains, does it? If your dad can drive at the same time, but <laughs> still pick her up the other end. <laughs>
0: I hadn't even thought about it like that. But no, um, even things like the trips, you know, if they just want to go on a day trip, it's a lot of red lights of, oh, let's go here. Oh, no, we'd have to go on the motorway. It's. Uh, did something happen? Uh, did Was there a motorway incident that happened? Not that I can remember. It's just she woke up one day and
1: decided she'd change her mind. Fair play. You don't
0: have to like the motorway, do you? Just do you imagine I mean?
1: if we woke up one day and were petrified of microphones.
0: You listened to this show over the past couple of months, <laughs> it would seem that would be the case. <laughs> Pass on our best to your mum. I hope you're doing all right. Thank you very much. I'll pass it on. Cheers, gents. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Well, welcome to the film club. We choose together an amazing film based on a certain set of criteria. And tonight,
1: that criteria is quite simply bridges. We saw yesterday how much you love them, a whole hour of bridge chat. And to be quite frank, when the show ended at seven o'clock, you weren't ready to stop talking about bridges. So we thought, well, let's watch a film about them tonight. Do you know what, can I just say
0: to everyone who got in touch last night, I, I sat on the train home just reading bridge stories and tweets from you lot. It's amazing. So we really appreciate that. But it's, it's given us like impetus for... Uh, the the film club tonight. There's got there's got to be uh bridge based films. It's got to bridge be a few out there. Bridge
1: based films. So uh, uh, a film where a bridge is a critical part of it. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw
0: my hat in the ring with a bit of a weird one. One of my favourite scenes in any movie ever was the Luke I am your father mm-hmm, scene from mm-hmm. uh, Empire Strikes Back, Star Wars movie. Yeah, and that's like a bit of a bridge. Isn't it, it is a bridge. It's like a little bridge to like a. It's probably something dead mundane like a, a, a Wi-Fi. Yeah. Rooter, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But Luke's hanging off the edge of it, Darth's offering him his hand. Yep.
1: That's a bridge. 100% a bridge. I Trying think that's to build
0: bridges with his father. F- well, he, Spoiler. There you go. Double sorry.
1: <laughs> Ruined, Ruined it now. Oh, sorry about
0: that.
1: Oh. I think that's a valid suggestion.
0: So that's mine. What are you
1: going for? I'm going to go with uh, the first Harry Potter movie. Oh. Which is the philosopher's stone, I do believe. But of course, uh, one of the most iconic shots in—I think actually four of the Harry Potter movies—is him on the Hogwarts Express going over the Glenfinnan Viaduct.
0: It's a good viaduct. That's isn't what's it?
1: actually used in Scotland. But of course, it's the viaduct on the way to Hogwarts. What's a viaduct if it's not a bridge? Well, it's a bridge. I'm going for Harry Potter.
0: That's a good one. So two strong but slightly unusual choices to yeah, start off with. Yeah, exactly. If you can think of a great film that's got a bridge in it or is about a bridge, we
1: want to hear from you. Uh, Chris would like to put forward Smokey and the Bandit. They jumped the bridge in that. I can't remember that. They're just great movies. Great they, movies. They, I, I just love all those, those old 80s road movies. Awesome.
0: Uh, Hooper starring Burt Reynolds and John Michael Vincent, who I believe was uh, Stringfellow Hawk from Airfl- uh, Airwolf. He says they're both stuntmen. Burt Reynolds is the old stuntman who's getting pushed out by the younger John Michael. It culminates at the end where they have to jump a bridge again And it could kill Hooper. Safe to say they're both injured, but walk away happy at the end of the
1: movie. Uh, We are looking for your films tonight on the film club with Bridges in. Ryan, what are you suggesting? Yeah, View to a Kill, classic Bond, classic bridge scene at the end. I think
0: it's the best Bond movie of the lot.
1: I love that film. One of the best ones. Soundtracks
2: put in as well.
1: Yeah, definitely one of the greatest themes for certain. So we're we're, we're talking, that's a Roger Moore one, isn't it? Uh huh, yeah. And I think, is he fighting Christopher Walken on the bridge? Who's he fighting on the bridge? Walken and Walken's dad, I think, in the hot air balloon.
0: Walking's dad is in a hot air
1: balloon. <laughs> <laughs> Superb. Another reference for the Golden Gate Bridge, in fairness. We had a lot of chat about Golden Gate yesterday.
0: Is is the it's A View to a Kill the one where uh, a clown is chasing another clown with a Faberge egg at the beginning? I'm
1: going to defer to Ryan on that.
0: Ryan, do you know? And they shoot someone with a butterfly or something like that in the opening scene as well, I think? This is a very confused uh, uh, conversation about Bond movies. Obviously,
1: you've got to wait for the bridge to come in later. The Fabergé and the butterfly's got to go first. But it's it's there in the end. That's a great suggestion. Thank you so much, Ryan. No worries at all. We got in a bit of a muddle earlier with Fabergé eggs and double clown action um, with Bond films. Uh, It wasn't uh, the... uh, uh, the View to Kill it oh. was octopusy. Damn what is wrong What is slightly exactly wrong in the show Sadly I'm afraid uh, Seven Valley
0: Railway have got in touch <laughs> Have they The right, actual yeah. Seven Valley Railway uh, who are listening to the show they say guys have you seen the 39 Steps with Robert Powell he hangs from Victoria Bridge after escaping from a train Victoria Bridge on the Seven Valley Railway was the longest single span cast iron bridge in Britain when constructed and finished in 1861 Bridge chat continues It never ended <laughs> We've got Michelle on the line Michelle what film are you suggest Suggesting that's got a bridge in
1: it? Yes.
2: I like the the Lord of the Rings um, with Gandalf. Uh, uh... He's that path. Oh, of course. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> is he having a fight with a Balrog? Is that what it's called? That's that the one. The big Balrog, big old fire monster.
1: <laughs> that's the one. It's a good job you've suggested that, Michelle, because I reckon the two of us could have been here till midnight and would not have <laughs> thought of Lord of the Rings as a great bridge movie, but it's a good job. There's a bridge, in there? It's great.
2: Yeah, one of my favourites.
1: Do you want to do the impression one more time? Go on. No. No, I didn't think you would. <laughs> feel, we feel like you're other,
0: otherwise disposed at the moment. Uh, Michelle, what's going on? What have we got going on in the backgrounds right now?
2: <laughs> my, my husband is telling me to do it. My son is asleep and I'm trying to study, but getting very distracted by bridges.
1: Well, I think your husband's yeah. right. and uh, you, <laughs> should, it, you should need you to should give it a do go. Do the bridge, you should do the Gandalf. One more time. Give us a Gandalf.
2: You shall not pass.
0: Yes! Yes. Well done, that's great. I
1: didn't know he was from the West Country. (laughs) (laughs) Take care, Michelle. Thank you. Alien Berry putting forward the secret life of pets Uh, at the end where the the animal control vehicle falls off the Brooklyn Bridge. Tiny Dog, Max and Snowball the Rabbit save Duke the Big Dog. It's an amazing movie. Now, we never specified what state the bridge has got to be in to feature in one of the films for the film club tonight. Uh, Kate would (laughs) like to put forward Speed. It has an unfinished bridge in it. Oh, yeah. If you think about one of the most iconic shots of Speed, it is the that bus, jumping over the bridge. Uh, that, that's a great shout. That is a good it's shout. It's a great movie as well. Mm. Speed 2, not so. No.
2: Mm.
0: <laughs> What's wrong with speed? Don't even look on Internet Movie Database. Uh, he's doing it. I knew he'd do it if I said that. A uh, Bridge of Spies. A lot of people suggesting that with Tom Hanks. A fantastic movie. What are we saying then for speed? Uh, 7.3. Better than I, I, I expected. I swore at you I'll take it back. I'll take it all back. A bridge <laughs> too far would be my choice says this person. And... Escape from
1: New York, classic film. Cheers from Simon, who watched it at the IMAX. However, by a large swell of opinion, Michelle put forward such a strong case from the West Country, and with that impression as well... Oh, yeah. It has to be Lord of the Rings.
0: If you're going to watch a movie that's got a bridge in it, make it Lord of the Rings tonight. Enjoy. The Daily
1: Takeaway. Russian Richie's Daily Takeaway. Have you ever had tapas steak before, though? No, in all never. seriousness.
0: Never. Never before. They gave us a plate. Sorry, just to keep going on about our steak.
1: They cut the steak up.
0: They cut the steak up for us, <laughs> gave us a pair of tongs I'll and got my own steak. It's, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Sorry, that is it now. So, uh, <laughs> no more. If you want to chat about steaks, home at absoluteradio.co.uk. Maybe it'll be as big as the bridge thing.